Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. You're going to really enjoy our delightful guest today. I've gotten to know her over the last few weeks from our Sunday morning Zoom time together. She's from close to Houston, Texas, and her name is Sylvia Elizondo. Good morning and welcome, Sylvia. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you're here and people are going to love to hear your story. And before we get into that, I, I always start by asking our guest, how has your growing understanding of grace and God's unconditional love for everyone, how's that affected you, as we say, where the rubber hits the road and your relationships with friends and family and coworkers and things like that? What difference has it made? Oh, a huge difference, especially because before I was quickened, awakened, transferred from darkness into light. I used to judge a lot and I used to be very angry. And the way that I saw people was so different from now because I always saw people, especially my family, with that conditional love. It's like, if you do something for me, then I'll do it for you. And that's the way that I live my life. And if they uh-huh. did something bad to me, well, I'm going to pay you back by not talking to you. Mm. <laughs> you know, so I had bitterness and a lot of strife and resentment towards a lot of people, unforgiveness. And now the way it affects it is that you really can't do anything to me because I love you. <laughs> like I just. I just love people. I just, I really do love them. Now, I feel like sometimes I love them so much that they don't get it and they're trying to hurt me and I'm pushing back with love. Even when, like, I know they're, you know, they're trying to offend me, but I'm thinking like, you're not doing anything to me because I love you. (laughs) So that's the big difference that I noticed. And now that the light has shone into my heart of Jesus, because how much more can someone show us their love by dying for us? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's beautiful the way you said it, Sylvia. And tell us about that specific event that happened with you and Jesus. It's different for everybody, of course, but you have such a special story. And that's why I wanted people to hear it. So tell us how and when that happened. Okay, well, I got to go back a little bit because it started with Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) Okay, so about five months prior to me having that experience, because my experience was in my living room. I wasn't in a church or anything. I was in my house. So five months prior to that, there was a story in the news of this man named Brian Nichols that took a lady named Ashley Smith captive for about 72 hours. 
And he took her captive because he had been waiting to go on trial for, I think a girl accused him of rape or something like that. And he was very angry with the system. And so when he was on his way to the courthouse, he took the gun away from the guard and he hurt her really bad with the gun. And then he took off to the courtroom and he killed the judge and two other people. Yeah, this is a true story. Mm. And he killed them and he took off like they didn't catch him. And so there was a manhunt for him. And I remember seeing that on the national news that there was a manhunt for this person. Right. So that evening he hid around this apartment complex and this lady, Ashley Smith, was coming home. When she was coming home, he took her captive. He had the gun and he said, hey, you know, took her into her apartment and held her captive. And she had been reading a book called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And a lot of people know that book. So she's reading this book and he started noticing that she had something, that she had peace, right? Because the Lord, God had already started dealing with her. She had been doing drugs and things like that. I think her husband had died in her arms a while back. And so he just asked her, like, what makes you so different? And she's like, well, you know, I'm making peace with God. And she said, if you don't make peace with God, like, what's going to happen to you? And so he said, well, why don't you read that book to me? And she read chapter 32 because it's a 40 chapter book. And you read a chapter a day. And so he, she read it to him and he was pierced in the, in his heart, convicted by the word of God. And he turned himself in and let her go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He let her go. And I'm saying the reason I'm saying this story is just to show that out of that tragedy, look at how something beautiful happened because I got to meet the Lord. I I got to, you know, Mm -hmm. meet God. And so five months late after that, incident, I heard in my spirit, which now I know it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me and wooing me and drawing me to watch Oprah Winfrey. And I was like, Oprah Winfrey? I was like, okay. So I just thought it was my thought, right? So I turned it on and Oprah has Ashley Smith and Rick Warren on there. Yeah, they're both on there. And when Ashley Smith started talking, I looked at her and I could just see the light. I could just see it. I don't even remember anything Rick Warren said. I was just focused on her. And I was like, man, I want what she's got. I just, I I want what she has. So when the show was over, I took off to the bookstore, which I had a, a bookstore close to me, really close, like not even five minutes away. And I bought me the book. So I start reading the book. And I tell you what, I grew up Catholic and I grew up with a lot of Jehovah's Witness doctrine because my mom's sisters, they're Jehovah's Witnesses and they have, you know, their children and they're still Jehovah's Witnesses. So a lot of their doctrine, we used to hang out together a lot. You pick up stuff. You pick up stuff. And so I had this, this vision of God being an angry God, just ready to zap me. I knew I was sinning and doing bad things and he's going to get me one of these days. And they would tell me, but they would tell me, if you don't become a Jehovah's Witness, you're going to die in Armageddon. And I was like, oh, no, it was just, it was a mess, you know, in my mind. So when I started reading that book, the word of God is what started doing it. Because, you know, faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. 
And so there were some certain scriptures that would just like pop out of the page. I was like, wow, like, you know, I get, wow, like God sounds like he's an awesome God. And little by little, my focus started to change about God, about how I viewed him and how I thought that he thought about me. And so I started thinking like, he loves me, like he made me, you know, things that I didn't even have a clue about before. So on the 23rd chapter is the day that I just got down on my knees and I said, I'm going to just see if this faith is real because I just want something more out of of this life. This cannot be, this is not it. There's got to be more. And this God that I pray to, I don't know him. I don't know him. And sometimes I would say things like, well, you know, I would hear the word born again. And I was like, well, I think if I was born again, I think I would know it. So I'm having these conversations with God. Oh, oh, and check this out. When I was 12 years old, like I said, I grew up Catholic, right? A friend of mine invited me to a Baptist church and they were going to, I was just a kid. And she said, hey, you want to go to this Baptist church? They're going to have crafts. It's kind of like a vacation Bible school. And I said, oh, absolutely not. I said, I will never go to any other kind of church. I'm Catholic. (laughs) God would be so mad at me. (laughs) And so she said, oh, come on, let's go. Quit being like that. I said, all right. So she finally convinced me and we went. Listen, the pastor was teaching on Jesus's baptism when he was 30 years old, right? And he said, well, Jesus was 30 years old. And I looked at him and I still remember his name. I said, brother, his name is Brother Thita. I said, Brother Thita, I said, I was baptized when I was a little baby. I was about a year old. I didn't understand what was going on. And then I remember kind of like stepping back. And then this came out of my mouth. I said, but one of these days, I will be baptized again with the knowledge. With that? With the knowledge. Oh, with the knowledge. knowledge, like knowing what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And now I know that was a self-fulfilling prophecy. It was. <laughs> it was a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy because God, he was always talking through me. I just didn't know, you know <laughs> <laughs> drawing me. And I remember always thinking about like, I think I need to be saved, which, you know, it's save is salvation, sozo the word, you know, it's, it, it, there's so much to salvation than just, oh, I'm going to go to heaven. Now we know that's not it. Yeah. We got heaven inside of us and the fullness of God is inside. And now we can live in this world, right? Yeah. And love yeah. the people and love God and, and people. And so to me, it started around that time when I was around that age. And every now and then I would get like little touches of God speaking to me, but it was that day I was on the, uh, like I said, it was chapter 23 that I just got down on my knees and I just said, let me see if this is real. If I'm going to get to meet my maker, not really understanding too much. Right. Right. And so I thought, well, I'm going to have all my cards. I had a cocktail table and I was, it was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I know I got to do this. I know I have to confess Jesus as Lord. And I know I have to believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. I know I have to do all that. But all that went out the window. (laughs) It all went out the window when I started praying, right? Because God is like, yeah, I'm going to show you. (laughs) He's just so awesome. 
So I just said, God, if you change my husband, then I'll change. If you get him to take us to church, if you get him to treat me better, I don't like the way he treats me sometimes. I don't like the way he talks to me. He likes to play golf more than he likes to be with me. And blah, 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 you know, I'm going on and on. And when I got to my son, Ryan, I said, if you change Ryan, then I'll change too, because he's another one of the reasons that I am the way that I am. You know, he's my son and he's not doing what I'm telling him to do. He's getting in trouble, hanging out with the wrong crowd. And I can't handle that anymore. And then when I got to my daughter, her name is Alyssa. I didn't even finish saying her name. I said, if you change a lit, <laughs> like I said, it was like, like telepathy is the way that I was like, he's reading my mind. It's like, mm, okay. So I heard God talk to me. I heard, you have to change, child, just like that. And I thought to myself, I have to change. Like, who? Is that you, God? Because I was thinking, there's no way I can tell myself that because I was very prideful. Plus, it didn't sound like something I would tell myself because why would I tell myself that? It sounds like somebody else is telling me this. Right. So I'm trying to reason a little bit. You know how God says in the Old Testament, come, let's reason together. That's exactly what was happening. And then I said, God, is that you? And then I heard these words. Yes, child, this is Jesus. You have to change. (laughs) And in that instant, it was like, oh, okay. The focus is now the light is taken off of everyone else and it's on me now and now I'm looking at myself the way God sees me pure love and that everything that I had been doing I was destroying my life by the way that I was by the way I was letting people affect me I was allowing people to dictate the way that I felt I was never even like this you know being happy all the time being joyful why because when I would wake up in the morning, it's like, what are they going to do for me today? I was depending on them to make me happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When the only person in this whole universe that can make us actually happy, which is happy, it's not even a word I, I even like to use. I like to use the word joy because I, he puts his joy inside of you. I would wake up after I met the Lord. I was like, I wake up with just smiling and this joy. Like, I just like, guys, like, he's like, he's real. Like, he's not a fairy tale. Like, he's real. And of course, you know, they didn't understand. And to this day, some of them don't understand. Some of them do, but some of them don't. And so when that happened, I just felt the glory of God, the love of God just overshadow me. I'm thinking that's probably what happened to Mary when the angel Gabriel showed up. It says that she was overshadowed because it's like, (laughs) I get emotional. Our God has emotions. He's not like this. He's got emotions. Jesus wept. Yeah. And he laughed. And he laughed. Yeah. And he danced. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So when I felt God's love for me, I saw that he loved me so much. And I saw myself the way, now by this time I'm feeling God's love, but I'm like, 
I'm like seeing him, how he saw me the whole time. But I was, like I said, I was destroying myself because I didn't know his love for me. I didn't know that kind of love existed. I I didn't know that love existed in this world. And then when I felt his love for me, that's when I actually saw him. I saw him on the cross dying for me. I actually saw Jesus. It's as if I was taken back in time. I didn't see him with my physical eyes. I have never seen anything with my physical eyes, anything spiritual ever, never, ever. You know how sometimes people say, I saw an angel or something. Never. In my spirit is where I saw Jesus. Because this is so important right here. Through Jesus' resurrection, that's when our spirit comes alive. Through his resurrection. Because that's where the victory is. Mm. (laughs) He comes back to life. And it's so beautiful. You know, when Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God. It's his faith who loved me and gave himself for me. So if Paul is saying we've been crucified with Christ, that's us too. Sure. Because if one died, then all died. Sure. What the Bible teaches. Yeah. Everyone. It's like he sucked all humanity onto himself. And even the people, you know, sometimes people say Jesus paid for the sins of the past, present, and the future. Well, yeah, exactly. Because there's children that haven't been born yet. There's children that don't have the understanding yet. Yet one day they're going to come to the understanding that Jesus loves them, that God died for them, and they're going to come to life. That's when they're going to be you know, born again and and feel that, that it's just amazing. And so that was happening to me, that experience right there. And when I felt his love for me, well, of course I was undone. It was like, whoa, (laughs) yeah, God loves me unconditionally. And then he gave me a little touch of how he feels about you and just humankind, like humanity. Like he loves everyone. That's why I don't let anybody tell me, well, God don't love, you know, so-and-so because they're doing. No, he loved us while we were yet sinners, the Bible says. Mm. He's always loved us. He's not like us. He's nothing like us. He's just pure, pure love and pure holiness. And so then I saw him on the cross. I felt this godly sorrow. So like, Lord, like everything that I was doing, I was doing it against you. I was, I was doing it against you and doing it against myself because I didn't have to live like that. If I had known, of course, you know, but I went through all that so that I could be so grateful for his sacrifice for all of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I felt his love for humanity, I was like, wow. Yes. That, that's what I needed. To be able to forgive those people that hurt you so deeply and not have any resentment towards them is just a beautiful thing. It's it's Uh, amazing to be able to let go of that bitterness and that just the things that they've done to you. And then to be able to see them and forgive them 
because they didn't know what they were doing. Makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Sylvia, our time for this podcast has just flown by. We're going to come to a close, and then we'll do another podcast that people will hear a week later, and we'll hear what happened to you uh, from that point on. And I haven't heard most of that, so I'm really looking forward to it, too. So before we go, though, tell people how they can find you online and uh, how you can connect with people. Well, I have a YouTube channel called Agape Love. And I don't have a lot of videos in there. I don't have a lot of uh, subscribers or anything like that. But every now and then the Lord puts it in my heart to encourage some people. And I'll put, you know, a little video or something like that. So that's the name of my channel, Agape Love. But I can also be reached at um, by email also. And that's S-Y-L-N as in Nancy, J-A-V as in Victor at hotmail.com. Well, I encourage people to do that and to connect with you. And we look forward to more videos that you put on your YouTube channel and more and more people connecting with you and being encouraged by you. You're such an encourager. and I know people will be helped. So Sylvia, thank you. And I appreciate you being on. And next week, people will hear the continuation of this. So thanks for being with us this time. Thank you, guys. We love you. Bye. We do, and thank you, everybody, for listening to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray and Sylvia Elizondo, and we'll be back next week. See you then. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.